Welcome to the Who Are You podcast. Today we have the first of our interview series. I have with me Reverend Father Philip Obunna, a professor of philosophy, an author and a healer. Father Philip, welcome. What three principles that you live by do you consider most important? The first is um, worshipping God in holiness and justice. Two, truth. Three, practical life. Thank you. When you say practical life, what do you mean by practical life? By practical life, I mean everyday living, everyday interaction, everyday thinking. All this coming together to achieve something practical in me and then in my interaction with others. Everything has to be stepped down. To practical terms. Thank you. When did these become clear to you, these three principles? Um, a long time I was dancing with them, but when they became clear was when I started interacting with the young people. And the peak moment was when I was chaplain for those nine years because these young people challenged me in the sense that theories will not solve anything or will not even, well, to some extent, theories will help. But in practical terms, you find out that you are touching lives. Not only the young people, but adults too. People like to be dealt with in practical terms. So it became clear to me that time that everything will have to be stepped down to practice. So I became more pragmatic from that moment. Thank you, Father. So let's talk about vision. How much of the success you've achieved did you see, feel, or hear before you achieved it? Uh, The question of vision there, I don't know whether I call it vision, but from my experience, so it can combine with experience and vision, that young people can do something as an example, but not given the opportunity. So... I said whenever I have opportunity, I will do that. The three areas, um, I, I did something I didn't know before going, but I created the visions there and there. First, when I was Dean of Student Affairs. Two, when I was Director of Admission. And three, um, uh, when I was at the GST. That's in the school system. But also outside when I was prefect of students in the seminary. Um, I was just put in those positions. But then practically and creating a vision immediately gave us 
um, success in what we did. Two examples. Um, as Dean of Student Affairs, it wasn't possible before me to conduct election because I think the thoughts, the authorities thought that students will just do what they want in order to favor them. But I didn't say it that way. I said we have to consider the feelings and opinions of students. And when I did that, it worked and we conducted the election. Um, in the chaplaincy, uh, we had up to 15,000 students. But we created some visions that appealed to them and combining everything and the practical way we achieved it because they were involved. In fact, we came to the top. So each situation differed. I didn't know I was going to these offices to work. And when I got there, I saw the need and created a vision with the people I was working with. And that's um, all of them, I believe, um, were beneficial to us. So that sounds to me like that even though it may not have been clear to you what the vision was, that you, in working with people, you thought it was possible for these young people to create something better than if it was given to them, to find a way through the difficulties of conducting an election in the um, example you gave. You're absolutely right. Uh, because I believe in difficult situations, um, we can create visions. The leader will have to create a vision and then allow others also to create and then we merge these visions and see uh, the best way to achieve what is beneficial to, um, to all. Thank you. Um, vision is one of the things I find um, most intriguing and um, can act as a compass for, for us. So thank you for that. So when you are unsure what to do, what do you do? Um, when I'm unsure of what to do, the, the, the approach I take is to pause, analyze the past, and see whether I can navigate. But also in that moment of navigation, I go again to see the vision and the mission where something has gone wrong or whether there's a missing link. The confusion will come when there is a missing link. If there is a missing link, then we correct it. If there's no missing link, it happens in life. It means that the vision on the mission may be reviewed because the target um, is not achieved again. There is no need having visions that can that's unachievable. So these practical issues and approach and also the thinking will have to merge 
to achieve the vision. So in confusion, I take the steps. Pause, analyze the past, and then decide what to do. Thank you. So going to critical thinking, which I think is linked, or might not be linked, you have an interest in the subject. How practical is critical thinking in life? Even though it is called critical thinking, I'm not taking the definitions of dictionaries and encyclopedias. I'm approaching it from factual point of view. Even though it's called critical thinking, it's not as utopic. It's not utopic. It's critical in the sense that details matter. And details must be looked at critically again. It's not just detail. Certain things we say are detailed. When you critically look at them, they are not detailed. And so I believe that though the critical thinking is a way of approaching matters and issues in a more detailed way. So that no missing link will be found. And then it is linked with whatever achievement you have in mind. And all these will have to come together. For example, if you, if you want to study, you have to look at the subject you want to study. What interest is it to you and to your whole vision? How do you approach it? How have others approached it? And then... How does it satisfy you and satisfy others? Because sometimes we overlook um, um, our own personal satisfaction of these things. In that case, we will only be theoretical. But if we also consider ourselves how we feel and how we or how we felt, then we will put into consideration um, other factors. So this is an interesting point because many would say that thinking and critical thinking gets in the way of action, that you are overthinking things, just do something. What do you say to that? I don't agree. Or let me say I differ. Because life is not just a matter of thinking. The doing and thinking must be combined. When we overstretch the thinking, I'm a philosopher. When we overstretch the thinking, we become utopic in everything, even handling family matters, handling ourselves. We become utopic and then we abstract ourselves. And the worst thing that can happen to a person is living an abstract life. That is why critical thinking will have to critically look at these again and draw us back, bringing us to the uh, drawing board to look at details in everything. It applies to every subject. It's like, like... um, um, rhetoric, it applies to every subject, it applies to everything in life, to be critical 
Otherwise, the practical aspect will be lost. And there is no need um, losing the practical aspect of life for whatever reasons. No. The, the, The theory has its own advantages because we cannot, we have to think. If we don't think, we may not achieve. But also, to achieve it, we have to be practical. So you are saying that detail, thinking in detail, enables action. Exactly. Thank you for coming with us, and it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe.